Hello, my guests today are Martha Shane and Lana Wilson, the directors of After Tiller. And they're, I, I forget, which one of you did a documentary, this is your debut, and the other one is not a debut, correct? <laughs> well, debut, Martha yes. produced and co-directed okay. another documentary, so, yes. but this is her first time. Yeah, so you're both basically debut. Yeah, both, yeah. Technically. first time yeah. directors. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, well, I, I, I saw that and I read that and I was like, oh, great. So, yeah. Um, and their film is about, After Tiller is based on the, uh, the events after Dr., the death of Dr. Tiller and following the doctors uh, that, that do late-term abortions and looking at that issue from a humanistic level. So what was the genesis of this project for the two of you? How did that begin and what was, you know, like, how did it start? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the genesis came from watching the news coverage of Dr. Tilly's death in 2009, which was really shocking and upsetting, but uh, also kind of frustrating in terms of just how it was covered by mm -hmm. the mainstream media. Uh, because, you know, every news piece that we saw said, a controversial doctor has been killed, and that was about it. They'd get a talking point from the pro-life side and from the pro-choice side, and they weren't really going any deeper than that. And I remember watching the news coverage and just being so curious about who this guy was who would risk his life every day to do third trimester abortions. You know, he'd been shot once before in the 90s, and his clinic had been firebombed, and I just couldn't believe that someone would go back to work after an experience like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was just incredibly curious about what sort of character would be motivated to do this job where they're vilified by so much of the country, but putting their life in danger. And also curious about why a woman would need a late abortion, because I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And then wondered, you know, now that Dr. Tilly's been assassinated, what's going to happen? Are there other doctors who are there? Will they be afraid and stop doing this work now, or will they keep doing it? And I thought it would be really fascinating to be a fly on the wall in the lives of the doctors who were left. What is it like to do this work at the center point of so much anti-abortion anger? Mm -hmm. So um, that's how the original idea came. And then uh, I asked Martha, who'd been making documentaries. We went to college together. We studied film together in college. Mm -hmm. So we had long-time friends and asked her if she would collaborate with me on it. Awesome. So what, when she came to you, you know, what were your first feelings? I mean, obviously it was a controversial topic and obviously right at that moment afterwards, which I know for me and probably, I mean, anyone on the spectrum of that debate was just like a really like high time. So was there any like fear or apprehension? I mean, obviously both being filmmakers and wanting to go, well, you know, all of us in the artistic world want to kind of go after those things that aren't talked about, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. like, you know, it's also one of those things, too, is like, I'm making this documentary. Did any of that with you when she presented the idea, like, you know, scare you? Um, I would say, I mean, no, I definitely wasn't scared. I was more, you know, I, I also didn't know very much about third trimester abortion when we started making this film. And as soon as I heard that there were only four doctors who were doing this work, I, I was just blown away. And I think audience, you know, peop, anybody who hears about the film is just like, how can there be only four people who perform this procedure in a country of this size? And so that immediately grabbed my curiosity. And then also just feeling like, you know, our generation, and I think a lot of people in this country have been 
somewhat alienated um, from the conversation over abortion because it has been so polarized and sort of like a shouting match. And so having the opportunity to spend time with people who are most intimately involved in this subject and really haven't had a chance to tell their story at all, um, it, it just seemed like an amazing opportunity and just a really, I just knew it would be an incredible journey making the film. So, mm. yeah. Awesome. So, like, your prior work in doing shorts or stuff in school or whatnot, what were the kind of things that, when you were thinking about crafting it and, like, also approaching the doctors and trying to also incorporate, you know, women who were there in those clinics, what were those things that were like, okay, like, if we're going to do this documentary, like, we have to incorporate these things. These are the things that we must do, and what do we do to, you know get those um like what were those initial things like you know like how it was going to be under the approach what, what were those mm -hmm. initial yeah. thoughts yeah i mean well stylistically the material is so emotional and so inherently dramatic that we decided to adopt a really restrained style mm -hmm. very muted very you know even having the camera level all the time it's such a change to have a camera low or high anything that seemed to be implying a judgment of these people or adding any emotion or drama or opinion we didn't want to do mm -hmm. so that's why we decided to shoot with a really elegant restrained style mm -hmm. and that was a big thing that we talked about at first because it's amazing with such dramatic content how even adding the slightest amount of stylization really distorts your view of it because we wanted the film to give people the space to think for themselves and not you know, it has a point of view, certainly, it's coming from the doctor's perspective, mm -hmm. but we don't want to tell anyone to think here. We want right. them to come to their own opinions, think through this stuff yeah. for themselves. Yeah. I mean, I, the thing I, I do appreciate, though, like, for as restrained as it is, with those touches, like, you know, I mean, especially when, and I would also, you know, kind of, it's two questions in one, but basically, one, like, you know, um, how did you get a, come about, like, asking the women, because I feel like the doctors would have a certain apprehension, but I mean, mm -hmm. I think in general, even documentaries we've seen about abortion, like, before, like, it, it's always one of those things, it's like, wow, like, I, you know, the women actually being able to speak out and then just, like, gaining their trust, even if knowing them for a relatively small amount of time, like, how did you accomplish that, and what was that process? And at the same time, like, you know, like, uh, I really appreciate it, and I'm curious, like, you know, the, the choice of, like, showing hands or behind the head or, like, you know, certain blurred out things or whatever that I felt like were stylistic touches, even though very restrained. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's yeah. great. I mean, so, yeah, I think really in that area, our best allies were the doctors and the counselors at the clinic. We sort of established a relationship of trust with the doctors from the beginning, from just having a lot of conversations with them without cameras present and getting to know each other that way. And then whenever a patient would come into the clinic while we were filming, the counselor who was first greeting her would explain that there were cameras in the clinic and explain a little bit about the project and just see, you know, present it as this is a way to get your story told, if that's something that you're interested in. And of course, most people didn't want, you know, didn't want to have anything to do with the film, but there were a lot of people also, as you see, who they, they felt that nobody has, nobody understands why women seek third trimester abortions. And so they realized that by telling their story, they would be really um, shedding light on an issue that, where there's just a severe lack of information in the American mainstream uh, media and elsewhere. 
So it was really about them being able to tell their stories. And also, as far as like the decision to um, only show their hands, it was really, it was giving them a measure of privacy because, of course, abortion is still so stigmatized and they have to go back into their communities and explain to people how, you know, what happened to their pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So that gave them both the ability to tell their story and also to have some privacy when they went home. And it's interesting because some people's reactions have, a lot of people assume that it's a choice we made to, to not show their faces. And actually, the women prefer to not show their right. faces. But we yeah. love that because <laughs> a lot of people see them as a kind of every woman, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. it, it, it lets people project their own identities right. onto these patients a bit more, I think. And right. their hands are so expressive. Their feet, yeah. All their gestures of their body yeah. tells it all, which is yeah. an incredible discovery for us as we filmed. Definitely. And I mean, I, I think, too, just like the idea of, I mean, obviously, you have said, as well as just like I think the film really shows, that you're taking it from a humanistic level, just like looking at it, this is what it looks like from a human level. Like, I just think something like the showing of hands just seems something like it's something extremely delicate and something also that like is saying so much without with just showing an image, mm. you know, just showing their hands as they're speaking this one thing, you know, like the, you know, I mean, as in a lot of types of films, like the, you know, obsessive focus on a particular thing mm -hmm. that then speaks volumes, mm -hmm. you know, and so I, I, I definitely applaud that because like, I, you know, even if it was just by, oh, this makes the most natural sense, mm -hmm. I think like, you know, it also drew out like more True. from that too, yeah. you know? It's better in yeah. the end to have done that, Definitely, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to this, like, I mean, it's I, I, one of the things I really appreciated about it is how many people in the crew, how many, how many like crew members it seemed like were all women. And it, it seems to me like definitely a picture that is like extremely important that is like, this is the story and this is them. And it is about the doctors, but it is about this as well too. Like you were saying, the every woman, um, like was, were these people who, you know, the, your crew members and whatnot, were they all just kind of naturally in your own circle? Or were they people who, like, you know, volunteered or that, like, you know, did you have any kind of pushback or anybody who were initially like, well, yes, but I don't know if I can work on this. Like, I, I mean, really at all, was there any kind of, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this because it is this film. It is this subject, you know? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Uh, the crew when we were shooting was the two of us and then two female cinematographers who alternated mm -hmm. doing shoots with us, Hilary Spera and Emily Toffer. And we found Emily and Hilary, we liked their work, they were friends of friends. And when we presented the project, they didn't have any kind of qualms. They were, they were into the subject. They didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, having talked to them afterwards, I've especially talked with Emily a lot about this, you do learn a lot and you go through a, a process as you're shooting and learning about these patients of reevaluating your own position on this issue. Mm -hmm. And it's hard at times, you know? Yeah. Uh, I can't speak for them. Personally, I found that at the start of filming with some of the patients, I was a lot more judgmental at the beginning than I was at the end. Yeah. Because at first you can see some patients and think, you know, I don't totally get that story. That doesn't add up or yeah. I would never do that. Mm -hmm. But the more I learned watching the doctors and the more I learned watching the patients, I gradually realized these women are coming from incredibly desperate circumstances that are unimaginable to most of us. You know, some go through so much 
to raise the money to have an abortion, to get childcare for their kids, to get time off work, to travel far away, they're dealing with incredible challenges in their lives that a lot of us have just never experienced before. And the more I met, the more I realized you cannot get inside someone else's head. It's just impossible to know where someone else is coming from because everyone's life is so complex and unique. And I think I've just become a lot less judgmental in general as a result from what I learned. So yeah, I think it pushed us, it pushed our cinematographers to, to think about and grapple with this issue in a really different way. And, and we hope that audiences watching the film, that the film will be catalytic for them in the, in the same way that it was for us working on it. Just to add to that, I mean, we, um, yeah, we had an all-female crew for shooting, but we worked with uh, Greg O'Toole, who's a brilliant, brilliant editor, um, and a, a man, Greg. <laughs> um, and, um, and he was just, I mean, he was one of the most sensitive people on our team and just really, really brilliantly good at finding these um, emotional moments in the footage and... Help, helping to sort of find the balance of the doctors because that was a big challenge in making in the editing of the film and and we think it's really important you know we wanted to have a, we want men to see this movie too obviously and they have a you know a huge role to play there's a lot of partners that you meet in the film um, and in the case of the fetal anomalies the the fathers are really grieving for these losses too mm -hmm. in the case of the planned pregnancies so so yeah, we were we were really glad that um, it was perfect to have a female crew in the mm -hmm. clinics, and it was amazing to have a male editor as well to bring that perspective. Right. Yeah, I mean, you hinted at this too. We just wouldn't have gotten this access mm -hmm. if we hadn't been all young women. Right. Yeah. Also, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, because we're three young women, we're all friendly and unintimidating, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of the women, one of them even said to us, "It's nice to have a friend around." Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I can't imagine this of. Yeah working out with with yeah. a man on production. Well, I mean I, I mean I feel like the entire thing in general it's hard to imagine like I don't know how soon you actually went into shooting afterwards, you know, but like it's hard to seem in general that like you know, you were able to do I mean even I mean amongst, you know, certain like, you know, pro-life activists or something like that that you were able to make this film without necessarily getting noticed. And I don't know mm -hmm. if you did, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But like, it, to me, it's like, just the very nature of, it, of, of, of the film, and obviously for anyone who, you know, has to be guarded and skeptical and, you know, have to like be like, okay, even unassuming young women, like, you know, like, wh why are they here? Like, wh wh what is this, you know, you know, this happened just, here and then also like being able to make this and then you know be able to release it like was there anything specific or did it just work out that way did it just kind of oh naturally you know we had you know uh we had just the stroke of luck of not having to deal with you know the kind of comp those complications with, with the protests yeah with either the yeah. protests or with the doctors just kind of initially being like no, and just like shutting you out. Oh, yeah, we totally. I mean, yeah, with the doctors, definitely. It's, it's understandable for them, you know, that doing any media can, you have security concerns, you know, getting, putting their, some, themselves out there brings with it some security concerns. But on the other hand, because there's never been a face on these abortion providers, the anti-abortion movement has really successfully vilified them because no one knows anything about them. You never hear from them. They work in the shadows. You just don't know. So, I think the reward they saw in doing this was 
it's putting a human face on them. People could see who they are. They'd have the chance to tell their story. Yeah. But you know, the two male doctors initially agreed agreed to be in it pretty quickly. The two female doctors did say no, and it took about a year to convince them to be in it. And I think a big part of why they agreed was, well, one, yeah, to put a face on themselves to tell their side of the story, but also to get the patients in the film because it is, like Martha mentioned earlier, impossible to understand the work without understanding why these patients yeah. are coming to them. Do you feel, too, that the actual way, you know, obviously not showing necessarily the procedure, but the actual way of how these clinics run has just re never really been seen? Because, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I've seen a number of abortion documentaries, and mm -hmm. I kind of feel like maybe snippets, but, like, actually see how it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that was different about this film, which we were really was part of the idea from the very beginning was just to make it extremely, extremely focused. So we wanted to have only interviews with the mm -hmm. doctors and only verite footage from the clinic and their homes. And that allowed us, you know, I think most abortion documentaries have tried to, um, have tried to have points from each side. And mm -hmm. by just focusing on these doctors, we were allowed to show, we were able to show so much more of what goes on in the clinic and what the clinic staff's roles are and what these doctors' lives are like at home. So it just, just having that really this really specific focus just gave us so much more space, actually, as mm -hmm. filmmakers to explore, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what you say is true, too. People, the way the clinics run is so unique. I mean, the group counseling sessions, mm -hmm. the therapy that the doctors provide, the decision-making process that the counselors and the doctors go through and evaluating yeah. each patient the case by case. The after-therapy, too, weeks the after, later. Yeah, yeah, coaching them for what to do when they go home. It's, it's, you can't imagine any other doctor who would provide this kind of care, and it's mm -hmm. really remarkable in that way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that, that is a new thing that I don't yeah. think people would be really surprised yeah. by. I mean, even, you know, I think it was Cindy Robinson, actually, her, like, talking, like, I mean, saying, like, well, the laws are different in the states, mm -hmm. the mm. state I was in in Kansas, and now here in New Mexico, but I literally, I have to, in some ways kind of follow my conscience and be mm -hmm. more restrictive myself, you know, because like, you know, I could just do what I want necessarily mm -hmm. in some respects, but yeah. like I have a responsibility as a medical professional. Right. As a medical professional, I mean, that's such a good way of looking at it because the doctors are not politicians. Mm -hmm. And that's something people don't really, you know, they didn't get into this to be in a giant political argument all the time and to be at the center point of this national controversy. They got into this because they're doctors. And Dr. Robinson isn't a moral arbiter here. She's here to help her patients relieve pain and suffering. So a patient comes to her and she has to figure out, what can I do to help this patient's safety and wellness? Can I help her safely? That's how, that's how she decides, you know, which is interesting because I think that's forgotten a lot of the time is that these people are doctors, not political figures. What do you think the two of you have learned and what would you impart to people, not even just making your debut documentary, but also to tackle subjects like these that are, you know, thorny and hard. Like, what did you learn from the process that you would, that you would want to impart to people who are, you know, trying themselves to get those things off the ground? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think for us it was just, I mean, I think it, first of all, just having a partner, an amazing partnership, I think was really important. And, um, you know, it's easier to do it with a partner than alone, of course. And then just, I don't know, I think just making that first phone call. And, mm -hmm. you know, we were so surprised. We were so anxious 
calling the doctors for the first time and then flying out to see them for the first time. You know, we like we wanted to read everything that had ever been written on them, everything they'd ever said. But as soon as we met them, we realized that they're not sort of these terrifying people. Um, they're actually just like anybody else, except they're extraordinarily dedicated to this work and to doing this despite the risks. So I think it, you know, as soon as we met them, it, it's just the all this sort of anxiety and fear fell away, kind of. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally agree, and I would add to that, you know, because I wasn't a filmmaker before. I was always just interested in film, kind of wanted to do it. So like, I should become a filmmaker, but it's hard, I think, to uh, put yourself out there and raise money yeah. for film because that's a big part of it. That's just the way it is when you're when you haven't done anything before. You have to do it yourself, and. I realized part of the reason maybe that I hadn't made a film before is because I just had not found a subject that I felt good enough about to ask people to support, you know? Mm -hmm. And I realized that I think you have to find what you truly believe is the most important subject in the entire world, mm -hmm. and then you can ask people for money mm -hmm. and actually feel like you're asking for them to support something that is more important than anything that you could be doing with your time. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of urgency, finding a subject that you really feel has that urgency, I think is really important in helping you be like, okay, yeah. we can do this, you know, because <laughs> otherwise you can just dawdle, or right? I just would have dawdled my life right. away, just, right. I don't know, to, you know, right. doing, I don't know what, yeah. Well, I thank you both so much for the film and for sitting down and talking with me. I mean, uh, I, I do hope that, you know, this film, you know, mushrooms and gains a lot of momentum and, you know, that, uh, because I do think, honestly, it is a film, just from a human level, that is just, I, I really hope just gets the heart of people, you know, understand that on a personal level and what this really is and, you know, not just look at it from some kind of isolated, you know, argument. You know, mm -hmm. it is like about people, it is about human beings mm -hmm. and I appreciate you know, a film like that. Thank you. Aww, thank you so much for talking really with nice us. Thank you.